1: I had the privilege of meeting someone last week. I was one of the keynote speakers at a conference last year, not last year, just last week. And I had the privilege to meet someone by the name of Don Peabody. And Don is part of an organization called kidsandcars.org. And when Don first got up to speak, I thought I was just going to hear a lot about car safety as far as how to put kids in your car seat and, you know, driving with both hands on the steering wheel. But when Don started and when she opened up her personal testimony, my heart dropped I just felt the spirit all over me. And when she, by the time she was done, I said, I've got to have Don on the radio show because this is happening all over the country every day. We just don't hear about it as much as we hear about a lot of the other nonsense that we're hearing. But I asked Don to be on the show this week and she said she would be there. I want you to welcome Don Peabody to the Father Matter Show. Don, welcome to the Father Matter Show.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Don, we're going to get into kidsandcars.org, but if you could just take your time and unpack your personal testimony, I really appreciate it.
0: Okay. Um, In October of 2008, my husband and I were going through um, a hard time. We have several kids, and our oldest son is mentally ill and was having a lot of difficulty. And on the morning of October 18th, uh, it seemed like all that difficulty was gone, and we were praising God for that. And my husband was in the bathroom reading the book of Job, and I was teasing him. I said, honey, that book is deep. It's not that thick. And my husband explained to me, he said, you know, I'm just trying to understand what God says here, what he giveth, he can take it away." So later on that morning, uh, we had a, a very strange change of routine, and we met my husband's parents who were in from out of town for breakfast and normally on a Saturday my husband would be at work in the morning and I'd go to work in the evening and I would take my daughter Maya with me to work but because we had family in town everything was messed up so my husband took the day off to hang with the family and we went to breakfast in three separate vehicles and then I took our family vehicle to work with me and this was the vehicle that normally um, our children rode in, but because I needed to take something to me- with me to work, I took that vehicle. So after breakfast, I said my goodbyes, and I love you to the family, and my husband took our daughter Maya in uh, his vehicle, and Grandma and Grandpa took the other two children in their vehicle. They proceeded home with Grandma and Grandpa. My uh, in-laws are from Montana, and my father-in-laws are real cowboys, so they're all excited they were going to get to learn to rope that day. And um, Wes stopped by a gas station and remembered seeing Maya sleeping in the back seat of the car. But when he got home, he did the same thing he would normally do on a Saturday. He jumped out of the car, ran inside to play with the kids in the backyard learning how to rope. Uh, when he exited the vehicle, he thought Maya was safe at work with me, where she normally would be on a Saturday. Because
1: you were into the, uh, the, the not usual vehicles.
0: Correct. Normally, Wes would only take... <coughs> Excuse me, only take uh, the kids with him in uh, the small vehicle if they were going to school. So Maya usually never rode in the smaller vehicles. Normally she rode in the suburban. So he took the, um, he took the vehicle home like he normally would, jumped out of the car to go play in the backyard with him. And once he was inside, he thought Maya was sleeping with Grandma. So about an hour later, he went, uh, someone asked where's Maya?" and he went to go check on her. Maya wasn't sleeping with Grandma, Maya wasn't in her room, Maya wasn't in our bedroom. A frantic search around the house and they found Maya in the car. I got a phone call at work, I was at the time, I I was teaching parenting. And uh, my husband and I were professional level foster parents. We had been professional foster parents for years. I taught parenting to teenage moms. We're definitely children advocates. My father, my husband is very hands-on father. He's the one that reads the kids, you know, changes diapers, he's he's right there in the mix. So it's not like he's not an experienced father. Uh, When I got to the hospital, um, it was a nightmare. They, you know, pretty much told us our daughter was gone Um, At that time, I just really felt the Holy Spirit on me, and they told me that uh, I had to forgive my husband right then and there for something that was an accident, or I was going to be the one that would destroy my family. So I chose to forgive my husband, and I asked them to stop working on our daughter. And uh, we went home that evening, same bathroom, and my husband's like, praise Jesus. And I, I've got to admit, I was shocked. I'm like, "What do you mean, praise Jesus?" And he said, "Just like it could have been like Job, we could have lost all of our children." And God's been with us through every step of this. Of this, and God promises that He'll never waste our hurt. So through that, um, through lots of healing and lots of counseling, I got involved with a program called Kids and Cars. Yes, and Kids and Cars is an amazing program. They have amazing support and advocacy group for parents like myself that have lost children due to uh, non-traffic vehicle accidents. So these are um, accidents that happen when vehicles are usually not in motion. So these are accidents that happen in driveways or in parking lots. They're not your typical car meets car accident. Mm -hmm.
1: I want to go back a little bit to the forgiveness. You said Mm -hmm. God told you to forgive your, give Wes. Mm -hmm. And was that immediate? Unpack that. A yeah. little bit. I, you know when you see and, the, for, and forgive West oh for what?
0: Well, you know you you see those cartoons where there's a good angel on one shoulder and you know the the devil on another. That's exactly what that was going on in there. You know the the angel was telling me that you know my baby was home safe with Jesus, and the evil one was telling me you know my husband's going to go to jail, my daughter's gone, your family is destroyed, and you know the the good angel on my shoulder was telling me you know that. The evil one comes to kill and destroy, and I've come to give you life and give it abundantly. So it was this back and forth, back and forth. And I really had to, I remember saying, you know, Satan, go away. You know, you don't belong here. And uh, the Holy Spirit just told me that I needed to forgive my husband right then and there, on the spot. And um, I made that choice. It, w- it wasn't an easy one, it, but I was going to be the one to destroy my family Not my husband, not this incident, not my daughter passing away. It was an accident. And we learned that God uses all things for the good of those who love him. And he has definitely been able to use our tragedy to reach out and help other people. I taught parenting for 11 years and not ever once was I taught to teach parents, look before you lock. And that's my big message. Every parent, every time, look before you lock. Look look in that backseat whether you think you have that child there with you or not
1: god turned your mess into a ministry amen share the process of from the time god said forgive what was the process
0: (laughs) it was immediate i i looked at the the nurse and the caseworker and i said to her i said if you're working on her because you can save her please continue if you're working on her to show my husband and i you're doing everything you can you need to stop i know she's already home
1: At the conference that you and I were speaking at last week, you shared a little bit about counseling grief. How was how was the grieving process? I guess that's what I really meant.
0: Um, Oh, how was the Because you forgot
1: you forgave Wes right away. What about the grieving process?
0: You know, I had thought I could put myself in a a parent's shoes before this accident. You know, a year before my daughter died, uh, my son's friend was killed by a dog. And he was just a little guy. He was four at the time. And I thought always I could put myself in that mother's shoes. It wasn't even a grain on the sand on the beach. Uh, it's the most powerful emotion I think you can ever feel next to love. And the deeper you love something, the deeper you grieve when it's gone. I mean, we knew where our daughter was. We knew that she was safe. We knew that she was whole. Uh, She had celiac disease, which means she couldn't eat gluten. We knew that she could eat anything she wanted in the kingdom of heaven. But we were sad for our loss. You know, we call those in, I work in a grief share ministry. We call those secondary losses. You know, it was that prom I was never going to get to see or the little girl grow up. Um, Those pitchers, you know, she was the one I thought would take care of me when I'm old. So those are those secondary uh, losses that I had to sit there and grieve each one.
1: Also, I want to add to that. God just put it on my heart. The deeper the hurt, the deeper the use. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. The deeper the hurt the deeper the use cuz we got we got listeners all over the country right now who, who people who are dealing with unforgiveness, people are dealing with loss, people are dealing with anger. And 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 it's amazing you said when your son's friend lost his life at age 4, you to a dog attack, you try to put yourself in that mom's shoes. And then when you lost Maya, it was you, you couldn't even compare.
0: No. No, I couldn't.
1: And what I appreciate is that you did not turn this into bitterness because I share with people when things happen in our life, we can either get bitter or we can either get better.
0: Yes. And forgiveness sometimes has to still be a daily daily choice you know I've chose right then and there to forgive my husband that doesn't mean that doesn't mean the evil one doesn't bring it back up I mean when we fight over something as stupid as hey you forgot to put gas in the car Uh sometimes I personally feel justified well I've forgiven you for x y and z and that's something I really have to check within myself because I'm I'm not worthy of forgiveness it was given to me because of grace and the same thing with my husband we I have to sometimes say you know what I've forgiven you I don't have to forget what happened, but I've forgiven you, and I need to keep going back to that. How's Wes? Wes is hanging in there. I mean, we'll never understand the personal hell he lives in. We believe that um, this is a type of pain that can't always completely heal on this side of heaven, but he's hanging in there. We've had a lot, a lot of therapy. We've worked with Grief Share Ministries. And uh, we've done individual therapy, counseling, we've done family, we've done couples, we've done retreats. We spent a lot of time and effort the first two years just working on healing.
1: And and, and it's so powerful that we need to realize don't go through these type of tragedies in life alone, because that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to separate ourselves from people, from loved ones, so he can really work on us. We, when we get back, I want to hear a lot more about kidsandcars.org after this commercial break. You're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. And today's guest is Don Peabody from the organization kidsandcars.org. We'll be back with Don after this. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener-supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters mentoring programs for families, which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. My special guest today is Don Peabody from the organization KidsAndCars.org. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the donate to Father Matters icon. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also, catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. Don, I want to hear about kidsandcars.org. And one thing you touched on at the conference when you were speaking last week is a sex. I'm looking at your website right now. You have a, a, a link that says how kids get hurt. Can we can you unpack backovers because people people don't know what backovers what's a backover
0: a backover is uh when a parent or anybody mm-hmm. accidentally backs over a child and we we see a lot of that with the bigger vehicles uh bigger vehicle shorter driver is more likely to make this type of accidents happen mm-hmm. uh, these happen uh when sometimes a child you didn't even know it could reach the door handle opens the door goes outside to say bye-bye to mommy or daddy and that's when these type of backovers happen these can be more easily prevented with backup cameras which you'll find in a lot of the newer vehicles you can also purchase them at most uh, car dealerships or even amazon sells a backup camera that's pretty easy to install
1: power windows Ah. you you got i want you to slow down this because you got deep on this one Mm -hmm. at the conference Share and, and, and if and if you the listeners if you go to kidsincars.org, she's got the breakdown, they have the breakdown of this of, of everything that we're talking about and much, much more, and they have testimonies and, and tragedies and pictures of some of the most beautiful children on this website that we have lost uh to incidents regarding vehicles and you have Maya's photo on here as well. Share a little bit about power windows.
0: So power windows, when you look at older older vehicles, you'll see they have a toggle switch. Those are switches that go back and forth. And what happens is is children will get up, they'll put their knees on where that rest right there, and the window will start to go up. And uh, they are unable then to reach down and make that window go back down. So they basically wind up choking themselves. If you look at elevators, those doors inside of stores, if anything gets in those way, they automatically will open. So that's our hope that someday is that all cars will have uh, a windows that automatically open if something's in the way. We do. There are safer devices now where a lift switch, so you have to stick your finger in a lift to make the window go up. But even the automatic uh, reopen would be good because parents sometimes don't see that a little one has stuck something out the window and they're rolling up a window and they could accidentally hurt their child.
1: In, in the heat, especially we're here in Arizona, mm. the importance of making sure you're not leaving your child in the car for the heat, ju- even if you're running in the store for, not even for a second. in your mind, two minutes. Unpack that a little bit, because well, that's happening more and more right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we, we encourage you not to leave a child alone in a vehicle, even for a second. Mm. What can happen is, oh, I'm going to run inside and grab my keys or grab my soda or whatever, and you get a phone call. And that phone call then lasts five minutes. And not only do you have the dangers of heat stroke, but little ones can get out of their seats and cause all sorts of ruckus. So uh, we encourage you to take your child with you at all times. And yeah. even if you don't think that your child is in the vehicle, open that door. Uh, for parents that have, ha- have a change in routine, we especially encourage you. We have these uh, stuffed animals we give out. And you can use any stuffed animal you have. And just teach your children that this is a toy. This is not a toy, it's a tool. Put the stuffed animal in the back seat, in the car seat when the child is not in the vehicle. And then put it up front with you in your lap or right next to you when the child is in the vehicle. And it's just another visual reminder that you have precious cargo in the back. Another thing we recommend, too, is putting your left shoe in the back seat. Explain it. I like when you talked about <laughs> yeah. that a little so bit. So we encourage you to put your left shoe back there. You know, We really want you to have your right shoe on because you need it for driving. But the left shoe back there, you're not going to get far you're uh you know without that you know I, I a lot of people say put your cell phone back there but we forget our cell phones all the time or
1: it rings and you take a call and then you yes. don't put it back there after the call
0: yes so you you know we we also recommend too with these type of tragedies that you stay present so many people are on their cell phones and they're just so busy It's that simple change of routine. There's construction. So you have to make a left two streets up instead of three streets up. And your brain goes into muscle memory and you just drive where you planned on going.
1: Now, we just had the summer. Everyone pretty much was off guard and relaxed and Mm -hmm. kids with their grandparents and wherever they were over the summer, those type of things. And with family members, school just started back. Mm -hmm. Talk about the importance of realizing it's time to get back in structure and Mm -hmm. get back because now you gotta drop this child off at daycare, that child off at school, you gotta get to work. How do we package all that back up? Summer is gone now. They're not at aunties anymore. We're running back to that schedule now.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and there's also a danger within that schedule because muscles have memory. And most of these type of accidents happen on the way to daycare. So say dad normally takes the child to work, Uh, but he has a doctor's appointment so mom is going to take the child to daycare um, on her way to school or wherever she's going and forgets that she has precious cargo in the backseat or misremembers. So we highly recommend you know, communication between parents and communication between care providers. So if you're going to be late or your child's not going to come to daycare, we highly encourage you to call the daycare to make them aware. And we'd really like to see more daycares if a child doesn't show up on time for them to call. Same thing with schools. Once they do that attendance, yeah. the phone call to go out immediately if a child has not shown up. So once you're getting into that routine, you know, you want to make sure that there's communication. There are apps out there. Uh, there's not one that I particularly recommend, but you can go to the Kids and Cars website mm-hmm. and we'll talk about some of those apps that uh, will help put reminders in there. And, and I've had a lot of people say, well, why do I need a reminder? And I say, have you ever driven to work and not remembered every single stoplight? Have you ever accidentally driven to work when it was Sunday and you're supposed to be going to church? You know, our mind plays tricks on us. We have, you know, we have these habits and these routines, and we go back to that muscle memory. So just keeping that communication open, and like I said, every single time, open that back door.
1: You're now uh, in a position where you're helping other grieving parents. Mm-hmm. What are some of the stories that they are sharing with you? Because not every marriage survive no. the death of a child. Not, not every adult, you know, can just stay focused what are you hearing and how are you helping because there's parents listening to the radio show right now this might have just happened to last week last night a month a year ago and they're still angry with one another they're dealing with divorce they're dealing with alcoholism what are you hearing and how do you share with them
0: Uh, Well, you know, when we were at the hospital, we were told, I was told straight up by the caseworker, which I really appreciated, that if you lose a child, 70% of couples divorce, 50% file within the first year. If you lose a child where one parent is home and the other parent is not, it's a 90% divorce rate. So going into this, I really appreciated that information because I knew right then and there I had to go to work on my marriage, on my grieving, on my children, because if something happened to Wes and I, my children would not only have lost their sister, but they would have lost their way of life. So we, like we went into a lot of counseling and that's, you know, grief is, we say in grief share, grief is something you have to go through. If you stop in front of it, you can't go around it. If you, if you try to trick your way through it or rush through it, you're going to wind up right back there. And God has a lot of healing within that grief. So You know, I always talk when I'm talking to people, uh, I really recommend that they go through some kind of Christian grief group and that they really lean into the grief. I know that sounds harsh, but really lean into it and feel and go through it. And just remember, you're not alone. I mean, God lost his son. He was separated from his son. You know, Jesus is the perfect example of grief. He knew in five minutes he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, and he still took the time. To weep, and and for a man, weep isn't just little tears. I mean, it's the full blown Oprah Winfrey, mascara going down the face. You know, crying. Even though in five minutes he knew exactly what he was going to do. So we need to take that time in grief to feel it. That doesn't mean sit and wallow in it. Don't Mm -hmm. get stuck Mm -hmm. because when you're stuck, you can't do anything.
1: I also said that too. Don't make a career out of your crises. Correct. You know, that's a full time job for a lot of people yes. to stay in depressed mode, to stay in anger mode, to stay in revenge mode. Mm-hmm. And during our workshops, we, we, we talk to a lot of men who, who are losing their children, lost their children through divorce or custody battles or, or through death and, and they just come in. Their heart is so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's like they haven't cried. They haven't, you know. They get angry, mm-hmm. and I share with them mm-hmm. grief is the pathway to healing. Mm-hmm. And most men, we don't know how to grieve. We get angry. We turn to to, to, to drugs, alcoholism, even pornography, or worse. And but grief is the pathway to healing.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you don't deal with it, you're, you know, you can be drunk but still hurt and grieving. And you know, like I said earlier, sometimes with grief. It's not something that's going to be completely healed on this side of heaven. But we can allow God and we can pray to God that he be able to use this to glorify him. Yes.
1: On your web page, you have child stories. Mm-hmm. Share one story with us.
0: Oh, I think of uh, Sophia Ray, okay. uh, Ray Ray. Um, her uh, family, they actually started a program called Ray Ray's Pledge. And Ray Ray's Pledge is that communication I talked about with daycares. And uh, Ray Ray's father was uh, leaving home and was going to take Ray Ray to school and went left instead of right that day and went parked his vehicle at uh, work and then went about his day and him and uh, Ray Ray's dad and mom met for lunch and they were talking about how pretty she looked that day and then Ray Ray's dad remembered that the daycare didn't say anything about the way she looked Uh, and they rushed back to go to the vehicle and they found Ray Ray and out of that pain they were able to start Ray Ray's uh, Ray Ray's Pledge
1: how could our our listeners learn more about kidsandcars.org and how can they get in touch with you if they want you to come through presentations for their church or organization
0: well kids and cars uh, has a website and we're also on Facebook so you can always reach out to us there Uh, it's kids k-i-d-s and a-n-d cars c-a-r-s dot org Uh, my name my name's Dawn, and you can reach me at dawn at kidsandcars.org or through the website, if I have a link there.
1: And your Facebook page and a phone number if they need it?
0: Uh, the Facebook page, uh, you just type in kidsandcars, and you will find it. And unfortunately, I do not memorize kidsandcars' phone number off the top of my head. Actually, I do have it right here on a card. It is uh,
1: 913-732-2792. Give me one word of encouragement to someone that's dealing with the loss of a child. Loss 30 of, seconds. Loss
0: of a child, just keep hoping just you know keep your eyes on god
1: don thank you for joining us today and sharing your testimony will you come back later on this year talk more about kidsandcars.org i would love to thank you for listening to the father matters show send us your questions and comments to info at fathermatters.org thank you to my engineer jeremy siegel couldn't do it without you jeremy and hey look see you next week at the same time same place have a safe week thank you and god bless